0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network fence in the league, the Baltimore Ravens and a slightly better quarterback than we faced in the last game. It's essentially the same team with a better quarterback. That's kind of how I read this thing. And, um, there's no easy wins in the NFL. This one's on the road, uh, against a formidable team, the fourth ranked team in the AFC. And, um, I think, I have a good feeling about this game. I don't know why. Just do. Um, welcome in. Let's talk.
1: You always have a good feeling about every
0: game. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's somewhat true. Um
1: Yeah. So Mostly um true. Seattle, uh, on the road to take on uh Lamar Jackson and and um company. And so when you say a better quarterback, you are <laughs> um underselling the difference between uh what they faced this last week and what they're facing uh, this week. there's drastically different players. Um, Yeah. Lamar's having a great year. He really is. Uh, I know everyone was like, "Mm, we'll see. They're going to transition away from running so much and all of that. Can he, can he carry the team as a passer? Well, yeah, the answer is yes. So, um,
0: and and a runner. I mean, he really didn't lose a step, uh, nope. at least on the surface. And uh, he's run the offense just as efficient as ever, if not uh, the best that he's been, at least since his MVP campaign uh, four or five years ago at this point. Um, I, I still think that we're in, in pretty decent shape um i i don't know that they have much of a run game outside of Lamar Jackson now he's going to pick up his 50 plus and and potentially be a weapon inside the red zone and and score touchdowns all that kind of stuff um but they have Gus Edwards, Justice Hill um and and really that's it um and and Seattle's been doing such a great job containing the run and so forth and then you add Leonard Williams to that equation as well I think that we're well-equipped to shut them down, make them one-dimensional. That's what we want to do to almost every team. No exceptions here, but it's Lamar Jackson. He's going to beat you with his legs and his arm. He's got Odell Beckham uh, to throw to, but but he's been injured. Um, I don't know if he's been cleared to play in this game or not. You've still got Rashad Bateman, uh, Devin uh, Ney. Uh, Zay Flowers, the guy they picked up in the draft, speedy, speedy, speedy guy. Um, they're going to have to know where he's at. Yeah, forty-four so, exceptions, four
1: hundred and sixty-one yards.
0: Yeah, having a great season. Um, so what do you want to talk about? How do you want to shape this uh, this episode?
1: Um. Well, I kind of uh, was just looking. I mean, we you and I talked before about how Seattle's. Um, defense has kind of come along and, and, and is looking really good. Um but this is a different kind of test, right? Um they haven't faced a quarterback who can run the way Lamar Jackson can. Um True. and I am concerned. Like I know you're you're thinking positive. I'm concerned that um uh, Every time is going to get pressure, he's going to get away from it and then just outrun everybody because he can do that.
0: Well, the good news is I think they can get pressure with four um, and, and have been doing mm-hmm. pretty decent at that. You're right. I mean, Joshua Dobbs maybe uh, qualifies as a guy that's athletic enough to really kind of keep the defense in check from that quarterback spot. But Lamar Jackson's just a different kind of player. Um, stands alone in the league as far as athleticism and ability to read a defense and make good decisions. Um, but in the past four games, Seattle's defense has only allowed, um, nine second half points and zero touchdowns. Um, they're 26th in total defense last year. This year they're 17th. We go over the, you know, pro football rankings, DVOAs, all that kind of stuff. They're ranked overall 15th at DVOA. Um, seventh in, on defense um the pass rush is seventh as well so their defense seems to be the identity this year um the offense has struggled mm-hmm. i i i don't i'm not necessarily worried about Seattle's defense against Lamar Jackson and company um the Baltimore Ravens um I'm, i would really want to see a complete game from Geno Smith we saw him in the first quarter this last game against Cleveland, we saw him in the last drive uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, and and it's kind of yeah, been like we also that.
1: Saw, we also saw him in the middle two quarters when it didn't look good at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and Baltimore's allowing the second fewest passing yards per game and the fewest points per game. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're facing a legit number one defense. Um, we were last week as well. But this is, you know, this is their uh, version. And it's, you know, it's 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 going to be a tough go. Uh, Lamar Jackson is third in completion percentage this year, which is amazing to me. And he's got just three picks and nine touchdowns. Um, he's kind of having the same sort of year that Geno Smith had in the first five or six games last year where Gino was in the MVP conversation. You don't hear Lamar Jackson in the MVP talk, but if Baltimore keeps winning and they're what, five and two, six and two, Mm -hmm. um, they, he's going to be in that conversation because he's really turned this team around. Obviously, uh, they weren't the same team last year. Uh, and he's got them back into the competition now, uh, after the, the ACL. So, um, Add the factor that, according to DVOA, Keith, uh, Seattle's had the absolute easiest schedule in the NFL um, so far, and we'll have the third um, hardest DVOA schedule uh, remaining. Yeah, so it's it's this is where it's going to really start to matter for this team, mm-hmm. and where the Seahawks really show up. Um, these games are gonna be hard and it can go sideways on you i mean seattle's a good team but they're 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 gonna be facing like five of the top 10 teams in the nfl in the next six seven weeks Mm -hmm. um and it's we hopefully we can win the majority um but if we don't we're gonna have to win all those games that we should be winning against weaker opponents like tennessee pittsburgh Washington Commanders, the Cardinals twice, uh, again, the Rams again. Um if we're going to beat Baltimore, San Francisco twice, Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, um it's it's that's a rough schedule.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um I mean it's they're um, they're in a position right now. You know, they've got that control your own destiny kind of thing. It's a little early in the season to be worried about that, but they are. They're in a position where uh, they need, just need to keep winning and and get some, uh, you know, make some headway towards getting into the playoffs, and they've got a series of games coming up that are gun- that are pretty rough, and it just starts this week. Um, they so how go do on you road, get it done?
0: How do you feel about? The Seahawks' offense. Now, obviously, they were able to run against one of the premier run defense teams in the league last week. Had almost nine yards per carry, but only thirteen attempts. Mm-hmm. This year, we're, this week, we're facing uh, a Baltimore Ravens team that leads the NFL with only four point two yards allowed per play. No other team is below four point eight. I mean, they're in a kind of uh, a class by themselves. Seventh ranked um, success rate. 10th in yards per play overall. Yeah, they're legit. Um, yeah, so how do you go at them?
1: Um, I think if you're Seattle, you've got to do what you do. You've got to um, run the ball and set up play action pass and um, block <laughs> because yeah. Gino hasn't been playing well and you can't let him get be getting uh, harassed on every play because when you, you do that he's getting he's making mistakes this year um i was looking at, at some quarterback stats and in a in a lot of different measures gino is right there with uh justin fields and sam howell in the bottom third of the league and that's in things like rating and yards per attempt and mm-hmm. average net yards per t- i mean dude, this is not good company to be in. Mm-hmm. Um that would give you an idea. Like we aren't making it up when we say Geno's struggling. Um yeah. So in the in the red zone,
0: part. gino hmm? Smith in the red zone, gino Smith's thrown two picks and completed just forty two point five percent of his passes. Yeah. According to Pro Football uh reference. Only Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins has thrown more, more interceptions. Inside the 20, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, the only other signal callers with at least 29 red zone passing attempts who have completed a lower percentage of throws. Um, based on pro football focus charting, he's thrown three interceptions and posted a league-worst 13.5% turnover-worthy play rate on throws between 10 and 19 yards. Um yes. Last year, six of his 11 interceptions in, in uh, 2022 uh, were on these throws, and he threw th- uh, 13 touchdowns, but he had the worst turnover-worthy play rate in the league. And this year, he's he's throwing more interceptions um, per drop back than he was mm-hmm. last year. I think it's it went from 2.9 to 3.9. It, it doesn't seem like that's a, a big percentage, but it really is. Oh, it's a um, huge percentage it's, difference it's a huge yeah so um it's it it really is gino i mean i you want to give him the, the a little bit of leeway because there are some great things and we're five and two we're winning mm-hmm. but in order for seattle to kind of take the next step in order for seattle to beat the ravens to beat san francisco to be favored <laughs> against dallas Geno Smith is going to have to play like a franchise quarterback and and a guy that you can really envision uh, leading this team to a Super Bowl. And right now, the play is so sporadic, it's hard to envision us getting out of the first round. Um, I think that we're going to be a playoff team, uh, especially if we can take one of the, you know, the four or five that I talked about or two out of the five uh, on those very difficult games and then win the games that you're supposed to win. I think we'll be okay, but can we win playoff games? That's really what it's all about. And you've got to be consistent. You've got to be consistent. And Gino's just not there yet. I think he's capable. He's shown that he can do it in the first quarter, last game. He was, he was perfect, you know? Um, and, and that game winning drive, he just had, he just showed such command and poise. And we just need to see that from him. Um, especially in the red zone. I know it's hard. It gets hard in those tight situations, but he needs to take what the defense is going to give him. I think Shane Waldron can help him out a little bit there. And at least if we're running the ball effectively and we've got two capable uh, running backs, we need to be running the ball just a little bit more. Um,
1: I think they need to be running the ball a lot more when it's, when they're getting the type of yards they were getting last week. 13 rushes when you are gashing the other team uh, is not enough. Like, why are yeah. you going Especially away Especially
0: with clock management. It's, you've got to be able to run the ball. Yeah. So, how do you feel about the Gerald Williams signing now that you've had a couple of days?
1: Um, I still like it. Um, I think that uh, it gives them a more robust rotation up front. It gives them an opportunity to get after the quarterback up the middle a little I, better. I said Gerald,
0: by the way. I meant
1: Leonard. I knew what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I like it. I think it was a, um, there was an opportunity to make the team better, and they did. It was an opportunity What do you think of the, the
0: Chase Young signing in San Francisco for a third rounder?
1: Um. Honestly, like, it's, it's weird because like i like the player i like the fit i like the fact that all of that um part of it felt a little bit like um a response move oh mm-hmm. seattle upgraded our, their defense we better upgrade ours and in the process they got a guy who's not having a good year great player but um i don't know maybe he needs a new location to get re-energized because he just looks somewhat disinterested at times and just isn't playing well this year. Um, he's got
0: forty pressures. Guys, a, guys, a player, but I will say this: um, he's been injured, as you know. He had a that tremendous rookie campaign, mm-hmm. and then the next year he he was injured, played four games. He played ten last year, something like that, and then he's been healthy so far this year. But his impact has been a little less. I I think overall he's getting the pressures, but he's not getting the quarterback like he's done in the past.
1: He's also not playing the run as well.
0: I like our move better. I'll be be honest because it's it's a three down player, and it's a guy that you can rotate with Jaron Reed and, um, with Draymond Jones. Downs. Yep. Because those guys, they down the stretch. The, that that three man rotation thing there is really going to help us and pay dividends um, to keep our 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 pressure rates up consistently throughout the entire game. You don't want to wear down as you get later into the game, and I think that really helps us. Um, and it and the cost, you know, mitigated by the the second round pick. Um, I think that in order for that deal to really make sense, they've got to resign him. Um, and I think Pete does. I, Pete really likes this player, he's a USC guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been watching him for a long time, that sort of thing. I think that they will try to definitely resign him, but um, in order for the deal to really be successful, I think he needs to have an impact this year, but then they need to resign him in the off season. Um, but the, the Chase Young thing, you're right, it just seems like a tit for tat kind of thing, a response deal and they already had the pass rushers i mean they haven't been getting to the quarterbacks um nearly as successful as they did last year i'm talking about san francisco but um i think this move does help them in the immediate future but it kind of puts them in a bind going forward i think
1: yeah i mean um the other thing is that i don't know i just look at at the San Francisco's defense was already really good. Um, At what point do they run into diminishing returns? You know what I mean? As far as like landing um, in order to get chase young off the field, who are you on the field? Who are you taking off the field? Right. And so there's production lost because their defense has already been Mm -hmm. just smothering and good. Now, last couple of games, they've been a little off. Okay. Um, maybe they get back to that now or whatever. But I was thinking of like the first four games, first five games, and that defense looked like they should be the one rated number one overall and not <laughs> Baltimore. I mean, that's how good the defense was. And so we're, you, you really are talking about taking a guy off the field. Who's really good in order to put mm-hmm. a guy like Chase Young on, um,
0: and, and at, we're swapping. It, it seems like uh, Mario Edwards.
1: Well, true, but we're also working with defensive linemen who are um, typically only play sixty five percent of the snaps at most. True, right? but
0: true, but Williams has been playing close to ninety percent of the snaps for the Giants this year. Yeah, if you can and believe that which would be nice for him
1: yeah um so that'll that'll drop now that he'll be um you know on a team that's competent um whereas you know young's coming in he's the pass rusher he's a guy that's going to be um a defensive end um basically kind of a leo in that system and you're gonna see uh i mean he was already kind of an every down player this isn't really a rotation spot um the way the interior of the line is and so you're going to expect him to play most of the snaps and when you do that you're taking someone off the field who's been effective so um I i think it's just a fit you know what i mean like both teams put together um a way to get an extremely talented and productive player. Um, both had to give up quite a bit for a rental player. Um, and I don't think Washington was going to be able to afford to uh, keep both of their guys. And so one of them was going to walk. They chose to let it be Chase Young and traded him away. Yeah. Um, well, they and traded Montez
0: Sweat as well.
1: Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. I missed that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they traded both of them. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, that's that. That's now officially like a major rebuild. Not that yeah. it wasn't. Well, before, and but. you,
0: and it makes that game against uh, the um, the Washington Commanders um a little easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that those guys aren't. Yeah, they the, the Chicago, Believe it or not, the two and five Chicago Bears uh, traded for him, which doesn't make any sense at all they gave a second round pick uh to the commanders for montez what weird yeah weird right it's 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 kind of it's the chicago bears i don't know
1: it's the bear the bears being the bears
0: <laughs> The bears. <laughs> uh but yeah no i i hear you you know it's it is interesting i i the, it just adds intrigue a layer of intrigue uh mm-hmm. when we play san francisco um and and who gets the better of this deal? Because they haven't been playing well. I mean, they've lost three games they've in a row. Purdy's straight. been looking pedestrian. Their defense has been, um, again, not uh, what they thought it was going to be um, going into the season. It's just been less than effective. They're still good. It's still a solid. It, it was defense. really
1: good the first few weeks. It's just hasn't been doing as well.
0: Yeah. And Seattle, conversely, has just been really playing lights out. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. other than the, the total yards against the defense this last game, it took seventy plays to get three hundred and fifty yards on this defense. Um, they allowed three point eight yards per per carry, but forty rushing attempt, uh, attempts on this defense. You know, and Seattle was out on the field for thirty seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, but we still held them to twenty points. Um. That's pretty good. And I would expect the same, something similar with the Ravens. Um, The Ravens are a little bit better offense, a little bit more fine-tuned. And Seattle's going to have to figure out a way to score points um, in in more than 24 that they did against Cleveland. Um, I think that they can do it, but I think they need to start leaning on that run game just a little bit more. And I agree. because Geno's not playing that well, out. so
1: why are you having him being 80% of the offense? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
0: Pete said that they were blocking, uh, pass blocking so well against the Cleveland Browns that it it, it, it essentially didn't force their hand to throw, but it, it wanted them to see if they could uh, stretch the field a little bit with Geno and it just didn't work out and they kind of stuck with it and went away from something that was clearly working uh in order to do that just because the pass blocking was better than advertised um i don't know about that game plan that doesn't seem well thought out to me
1: yeah i mean okay the pass blocking was good but gina was not and the offense was terrible right but
0: as you know um as a quarterback or as a coach, you're only one throw away from having it be better, you know. And so they just kind of keep going at it. The
1: the run, the running game was better.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, right. Yeah they they ran like eight times in the first half and then ran five times in the second half against Cleveland. That's a that's crazy to me. And the and the the play clock differential was you know 24 minutes to 37 or 20 you know 36
1: most of that came in the third quarter it was at one point it was like um play time i remember the thing coming up it was like 16 minutes for um you know cleveland and seattle had had it for like two and a half um in over a stretch and it was like wow you don't win games that way
0: all right, so talk to me about this game. What are your What are your feelings? How do you see it going, and what's your score prediction?
1: Well, <clears throat> I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think both these defenses are going to do good. I'm worried a little bit about Lamar's ability to extend plays um, and get the ball down the field, which, you know, uh, Cleveland wasn't able to do, but Lamar is just a, you know, a different breed of, of guy. Um, and so I, the other thing that happens when you extend plays like that is you, you, you make it hard on your own offensive line for holding and you make it hard on the cornerbacks for, uh, defensive holding. And so I could see this being a situation where our defensive backs get a little frustrated and, um, you know, get a little handsy and, and make a couple of, of plays that we don't want to see. Um, ultimately, though, like, I just think Baltimore's defense, until I see Geno come out and actually play like he did last year, I'm not going to expect it. And if I don't expect it, I think Baltimore is going to be able to to do enough against Geno um, to slow down Seattle's offense and, and uh, Lamar is going to do enough on his own outside of the, the confines of the offense to do some things for them. I, I've got this going like um, somewhere on the order of like 23 to 28 uh, Baltimore, although I think that's too high of a scoring. So maybe like um, we'll go
0: 24-17. Wow. So I think this is the first time you've picked against Seattle this year. It is. I, I, I thought about it. I did. I thought about it and um, I just can't do it. I think Seattle is going to be, I think Seattle's defense is legit. I I really do. I think the, the defense we've seen in the last five weeks is the defense um, that we're going to see only even just getting better. I mean, Reek Wollen is our third or fourth best corner on the team right now. Like he's not going to stay that way. I think he's going to get better. He's going to, you know, his injury, I think, is going to get better every week, and I think he's going to be, you know, if not already full speed, he's he's going to be there. Devon Witherspoon's a force. Jamal Adams integrated back into the defense. We got Leonard um, now, uh, Leonard Williams, uh, to come in in that rotation. Uh, it's going to energize this group even more. Bobby Wagner's super excited. <laughs> he's got somebody else in front of him that's going to help uh, open up lanes so he can he can make tackles for losses, all that stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just uh I see the Seahawks winning a defensive battle. Um and the offense is gonna do just enough, just like it did against um Cleveland. Hopefully not the last drive this time, but I'll take it if it if it happens. Um so I do see like a twenty three twenty uh Seahawks victory in this um in this game. And it's just a, it's one of those games of attrition. It's going to be uh, a, a, a good, decent drive, a decent drive. Hopefully we don't have any penalties. We don't have any turnovers. Um, and then it's going to be a punt. And then it's going to be a pretty decent drive. And it's going to be the field position swaps. It's going to be kind of dirty in the first half. And then in the second half, I think we kind of open it up and have some success. And I think uh, Gino comes through. I, I just, I think that he's just so close. I really do. Um, of course, he's so close in the other direction, too, but I believe that he's going to put mm-hmm. it together. I think the offense is coming together. Jackson Smith and Jigba is rounding into into form. I hope that they allow the running game to kind of develop in this game. We need it to, to develop. We need to keep Baltimore's offense off the field and uh, try to s- sustain some drives, convert third downs, et cetera, and hopefully we pull this thing out. I mean, this would be one of the games that we need. You know, we need this, we need the San Francisco game, we Dallas game coming up. Um in in order if we're going to be a legit contender in this uh in this conference this year, um we need these games. And so I'm hoping for a win.
1: Yeah, I mean, um I think if this game was at home, I I I probably would have picked it the other way, but I don't know. These are, I think these are fairly balanced teams. Um, A couple of teams that really get after the other team defensively and could do more offensively. I just, Lamar and his speed and his ability to extend plays is, is, um, it's just different. If Gina was playing well, um, I don't think it would matter, but he's not. So Although he did have that fourth quarter comeback right at the end of the he game, he did, and, didn't he? It's enticing. Getting the team done and that that <laughs> that was nice. That was that was one of those. Um, hopefully, that was like one of those turning point um, moments for uh, for him, and, and and he's back. You know that kind of propels him, and he starts doing better. Um, we'll see. Right, we'll see how how he does and and all of that. So, um, I am. I'm not picking Seattle this week. It's going to be the first time, and I feel weird about
0: it. Yeah, uh, like not well, you're, you're you're going to feel better because you're wrong. You're wrong. And, I want uh, to be wrong. We're going to show up after the game, and and um, hopefully, um, we get the win. Because I I just I mean I want to be six and two. I just do. I just I think that we're we're a top four team in the NFL, not just in the NFC. And in order to have that proved out, we need to win this game. Mm -hmm. Just got to go win the tough games and on the road. I think they're going to do it. I just have a feeling. All right, let's get out of here. Find Keith on Twitter, at MyersNFL. You can find me at NW Seahawk. The show is Seahawks Playbook Podcast. You can find it on your major podcast platforms and our own YouTube channel. Hit that red subscribe button when you find the show. And get it in your feed every week so you don't miss anything. So, until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk, Keith is at Myers NFL, and the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.